Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is called Fresh Hop Cinema. We are a podcast about craft beer and film and Happy New Year, because I do believe this is our first uh, new episode of the new year. Yeah. I realized that while we were rolling in. Yeah, it is, because last one was the, the one 30th? before New 31st? Year's. 31st, yeah. Yeah, 30th. So, so Happy New Year. Yeah, guys, it's a new year. It's the same old New Year, me. same us. <laughs> I'm yeah. changing nothing. That's Johnny Summers, by the way. Yeah, there's, it's still me. Still yeah. a podcast. We could switch switch names this year. Nah. Be, I can be Johnny Summers. I don't want to be Max Minardi. Well, you know what's funny? Uh, I'll I'll miss that insult for now. Uh, I asked I asked my phone to call you. I just want to be me earlier. Yeah, and my phone only heard uh, Summers. It heard like Knee Summers, the end of your name, mm-hmm. and it said to me, "You'd like me to call you Summers?" And I said, "No, wait, yes." <laughs> now my phone's calling me Summers. Me Summers. So, yeah. Nice. Anyways, no, but fine. I'm Max Minardi. You're Johnny Summers. Yep. Same old, same old. Same old. Yeah, I'm not changing anything. Are you changing anything for the new year? No, maybe you? not Not in like my name or anything. So, no. All right. Like, no. Are you changing your blood type? Nope. I'm going to keep that. I Is that even... You could, just, you could probably do it. I bet you could. I don't know. I don't know about a lot of stuff. Most things I don't know about. I think we just need some some blood of, of young people. We yeah, but like it. then your body just starts regenerating the original kind. Yeah, I don't know. All this to say... What is this show about? What do we do in this show, Johnny Summers? Um, we actually talk about biology. This is a full-on animal-based podcast. No, we talk about movies and beer, and we're here to do that together in love and harmony. Indeed. If you listened to last week, you already know this. We're covering Mary, Queen of Scots, this week. And in case you're worried, you haven't seen it yet, we're not going to spoil it uh, until the end of the show, and we'll give you plenty of heads up. So please don't worry about spoilers yet. Um, we typically do start off the show with a beer. You just heard Johnny open. The first of two beers he brought, and it's a beer from Westbrook, which I've only ever had, uh, maybe even not had it. I don't think I've had Mexican cake, but I've heard of Mexican cake. It's a very famous beer, but this is not that. No, Mexican cake's really good, though. I just drank one Saturday. Nice. What is this? So we are going to be drinking Westbrook Key Lime Pie Gozo. It's a 4% delicious Key Lime Pie flavored beer. Yeah. And it's... One of my personal favorites, so I come into this with a little bit of a bias. Fair enough. Um, so this is actually a spinoff of Westbrook's typical Goza series. They have a, a recurring Goza, but they actually made this one, and I think they have variants over... This was originally put out in 2012, I think. Okay. Um, and I don't know. I've never had them, but I've I've heard good things. It's 4% ABV. You got this not from anywhere in town because they don't get it out here, but you mm-hmm. got it from a beer ordering service called Tavur. Is it Tavur? And it was like four bucks-ish? Yeah, it was like, I think four bucks for a can. I don't remember. It was one of those like two 12-ounce cans for like six ninety nine or seven ninety nine, something yeah. like that. Somewhere in there. It was very reasonably priced. Yeah. Um, if, you're, if you're confused about the word we're saying, there's a couple of words that you might be thinking of. One is uh, G-U-E, oh man, G-E-U-Z-E. Yeah. Uh, and then what that, we're actually And that's saying. pronounced goose. Yes. This is uh, G-O-S-E. And uh, peasants in bars might say goes. Now you know better. Don't say goes. Goza. Where are we going? Where are we goes in? We goza yeah. to Zibara. Uh, it's a German style beer. It was uh, brewed in the 16th century. It was actually uh, brewed with the salty waters from the Goza River. That's how it gets its name. I figured we should drop that in because. I thought it was just Brewer's Tears. Oh, yeah, right. They were yeah. so sad. Well, so, yeah, a lot of people. So, this was bastardized essentially in its early days and, and didn't. Do you remember the German purity law, the name for it? 
I read it earlier today. Now I can't like, think of what it's called. It's Ryan Heitzkabat. I wish I could say it properly. I was close. You were so close. Ryan Heitzkabat. This is which is essentially saying that a, a German style beer that falls under that ruling can only be made with water, barley, yeast, and hops. Um, so this kind of the Goza style took a took a side turn. Was like we're not doing that. We're going to use coriander and sea salt and anything we want to use. Mm-hmm. So purity law was like you're out of here. Your your own thing. It's like fine for be not pure. So it's like been highly contested by beer purists for a long time, and it, it kind of went away for a long time, and it's got a resurgence in the past. Uh, I don't know, twenty five years since the craft beer boom started happening again in the uh, late eighties, and people are very mixed on this. Some people are like it's gross. It tastes like when it's cold, cold salty butt, mm-hmm. and then when it's hot, it's even worse. Like hot salty butt. Yeah. So I guess what I wanted to get straight off the bat, Johnny Summers, is do you like the style in general and uh, part two, do you think this is a good representation of the style? And part three, uh, being like a key lime pie kind of goes, do you think it's too far? Or do you think it's it's good and tasty and refreshing? Not to bias your answer. All right, start over the, the, with the first of those three. Are you a fan of the style in general? Maybe 75% of the time. Okay. There's a solid 25% of the gozas out there that I try that I don't enjoy. Some of them can get a little too tart, but then also I've had them that are not tart enough, that they're just kind of a bland ale type taste right. with salt. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants like a salty PBR. Although you add salt to PBR, don't you? I do. Yeah. So Some you know, I'm just saying it. like, yeah. if you want a goza, I want it like a moderate level of tartness. Uh, I mean, it's just like Berliner Weisses. Yeah. They can range. There's a great variance. So I think like any style, there's going to be a very large degree of personal preference when it comes to each beer. So I'm saying by and large, 75% of the time I like this style. Sure. Yeah. I think a good goza should be kind of the common ground between like a Berliner Weiss and a lager. Like you have tartness, but it's not a sour. It doesn't, you don't think of maybe it being a sour beer. Yeah. Gozas are definitely more tart than Berliner Weisses. I would think. Gozas are more tart. I you, think you sometimes. Say, I feel like Berliner Weisses are more tart. Really? Yeah. Well, because I mean, you have the salty aspect that kind of balances that out. Because I just had a, oh, what was it? Sula from modern times. Okay. Was it a Berliner Weiss or a Goza? But it was like, I wanted it to be way more sour. Oh, interesting. So either way, it was not tart enough sure. for me. But all that to say, what was the second question? Yeah. Uh, I am going to forget that at this point. Yeah. That's um, why you don't ask so many questions well, all at once. I thought you man. could handle a three-parter. But I can't remember what I did yesterday. Do you think the key lime pie variant here, do you think this is overpowering maybe the, the Goza, like the base of the beer? Or is the key lime a nice addition and you feel like it's something you enjoy? I think this beer is ridiculously good. Okay. I love the key liminess of it, and I think it is tremendously mouthwateringly delicious. Yeah. Okay, good. I haven't tried it yet, but what I am expecting is it's not it's not a key lime goza. It's a key lime pie goza. Mm-hmm. So I'm also expecting, in addition to like lime and citrusiness, I want some like breadiness that I would expect from a pie crust or anything. Do you get any of that when you drink it? Mm-hmm. Okay. You would a little say bit. Full-on key lime pie? It's real close. And this... Uh, it definitely will not leave you wanting in the tartness department. That's good. Yeah, it is uh, definitely on the tart side. But this beer is memorable to me just because of all the summertime shares I've had outside when it's 100 degrees and you're drinking this ice cold. Uh, I've drank this floating down the Sacramento River with a few friends. We had a floating share one time with a giant cooler in the like a ret with uh, tubes wrapped around it. Right. It was really fun. Uh, and this was one of the, the highlights. I I can drink this beer when it's hot out all day long. It's so good, ice cold. Yeah, this is really tasty. It kind of reminds me, just when I smelled it, it reminds me of, uh, maybe you can help me think of it. There's a brewery that does, I think it's called like a, oh man, I'm going to fail completely. But there's like cans, they do a cucumber crush. Is that a Yeah. 10 barrel. 10 barrel. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of that, just smelling it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's like a cucumber lime one they do and like a raspberry. Uh, This is really good though. Yeah. 
Um, definitely some tartness for sure. Lime. Yeah, but it's a tartness that doesn't turn acidic. No, that's one thing I like. It's tart, and then it like makes you know, it has that mouth watering sensation, mm-hmm. and it just it kind of finishes sweet. Well, I think that's the saltiness. Like yeah. you don't get that mouth watering sort of um, thing out of out of like like a real sour beer, mm-hmm. but you have it here, and this yeah. is really nice. This is a good good beer. Yeah. And like again, for drinkability, four percent. If you're out on a river or mm-hmm. you're whatever you're doing on a hot summer's day, which is not this today but i think it's worth noting this is tasty even though it's like 40 degrees out exactly it's not that cold it's been chilly man it's been getting down to like 28 and i just got back from reno which uh, was incredibly chilly snowstorm territory yeah but you know pretty good yeah good beer and this is the first thing you've ever had from westbrook yeah i think it might be yeah because i don't think i've ever tried mexican cake okay um we could have if if you would have gotten on tavor sooner yeah you got it from tavor yeah oh nice man um yes Alas. Alas. Uh, let's give this thing a rating. Yeah, man. Key Lime Pie Goza from Westbrook. Johnny Summers. It's a five. Five out of ten? Oh, wait. I, yeah, dude, we're back. Yeah. I've been on <laughs> I know. Uh, Untapped so much. If you don't follow us on Untapped, then your life is pointless, and yeah. you should for sure do that, because uh, you can follow me when I get drunk on Saturdays and I just think start you're about checking to say into a beers. 10, yes, this is a ten. Okay, this is a perfect beer. Yeah. All right. Uh, the, I, my favorite Goza of all time. Uh, this is, is perfect. I mean, this is everything you want out of this style of beer. There's nothing I would change. So, you know, we always ask ourselves, why isn't it a 10? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. I can't think of any reason it shouldn't be. Fair enough. I'm going to give it like an eight and a half. All it's right. good. I really like it. I don't know that I could drink a whole lot of it necessarily. As I'm drinking down more and more of my glass, it's kind of getting to the uh, the old lymph nodes a little mm-hmm. bit more than I like. Yeah. Um, but 8.5 is a good, fair rating, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to point out that on Beer Advocate... It's got an aggregate rating of 4.25, which according to them is outstanding. Aggregate. Is that like uh It's like a compl- it's like the, you know. Is that like road gravel rating? No, I don't know what that means. Aggregate. That's mm. the only time I've ever heard that word used. And aggregate's like the the um average, like the means, everything mashed together. Why didn't you just say average? Cuz aggregate is what it actually is. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. It's a synonym. All right. Aggregate. I've only ever heard aggregate in the context of like road gravel, like for a driveway. Well, you showed me a new beer. I showed you a new word. Hey, there you go. Bazinga. It's not a new word. You just well, showed me a new meaning of yeah, the same word. I knew the word. <laughs> um, I did want to read a little bit uh, from a Washington Post article about this beer. Um, I didn't catch the date, but I think it was uh, about, if I'm remembering right, maybe summer of last year. Um, they had really good things to say about this as well, which is after tasting it, very not surprising to me. They were writing a little bit about their original Goza, and they went on to say, the brewery also makes a key lime pie Goza. Sounds like a joke, but it's actually quite delicious. While the original Goza is notable for its simple flavor and weedy, bready body, wheaty, bready body had two words in a row there that could have been misinterpreted. Uh, the key lime version is bright with aromas of lime peel and citrus fruit. It starts with a sharp blast of tart, puckering lime zest, almost like limeade, with a biscuity note that recalls pie crust. Perfect. Fruity and complex, but also light and thirst-quenching. This is something to reach for on a sunny weekend, and it's only 4% alcohol by volume. Even serious Goza and Berliner Weiss drinkers should give this flavored Goza a shot. I like it. Again, Washington Post. Good work, Washington Post. And that is extremely accurate. Yeah, I think this is, yes. This is a very solid beer. It is. And one of my very favorite flavors in the whole world is key lime juice. Yeah, I actually make cocktails at home with this. It's my secret to my oh. my cocktail recipe. I can't remember the brand, but it's in a yellow bottle, and it's like Aunt uh, Aunt Joe's key lime pie juice from Florida. Sure. And you can get it on the juice aisle, and it tastes like this this beer. And you mix that with vodka and club soda. Sure. And, You're good. Ooh, you got a party in your mouth. <laughs> to go. So good. Um, okay, wrapping that up, we're gonna move on to a new segment that, if it sticks, uh, we're gonna have a little jingle in the future. We're not gonna do it today, but. 
pretend there's a fun little jingle about, uh, I don't know, there might be some innuendo here. Yeah. What you been watching these days? Rhyming, rhyming, rhyming. It's flick picks. Yeah. Okay. We're going to do a thing now where, well, Johnny and I have noticed that recently we've been spending a lot of what we used to call hot and bothered, which I think will end up in the danger zone regardless. But we've been just recapping things that we've been watching yeah. or ingesting in terms of media or music or whatever it might be. Uh, so we wanted to dedicate a whole little segment to it. And we're going to call it Flick Picks. It's our, you know, it sounds like something. And it's funny and it catches on. I think I'm going to yeah. remember Flick Picks. And gosh darn it, it's a good time. Yeah. So we're just going to try to talk about stuff we've watched recently. I have something I want to talk about. You have something you want to talk about, I think. I have a few things I want to talk about, would but you, I won't take a long time. Sure. Would you like me to go first? Uh, or you? I'll let you go first since you decided to create this segment. Deal. Um, so I'm a little bit behind the times now. Uh, if you're a regular listener of the show, you realize this episode is a day late. I got stuck uh, driving from Reno in a snowstorm, but I'm alive now and it's fine. In the all-terrain minivan. Yeah. Yeah. So what I did watch was uh, a Black Mirror released episode called Bandersnatch. And it is, uh, they call it an episode, it's more like a movie, and it's a choose-your-own-adventure movie. Have you gotten a chance to watch this yet, John? I have not. Okay. Um, for I've, those of you that also haven't, and for you as well, I'm not going to spoil anything from it necessarily. I've heard a lot about it. I listened to the Pop Culture Happy Hour episode cool. about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm intrigued. Yeah. So I'm going to um, be checking it out. It's it's interesting. It's it's in the vein of like a choose-your-own-adventure novel or a video game, and it's just on your, your TV. So you basically go through this, this story of a kid who's a game developer- and you have to make the choices for him. You get 10 seconds and this bar kind of runs out of time on the screen. You got to pick this option or this option. Um, and there are, uh, I mean, like a bunch. I think there are probably like 30 choices throughout the span of however long it takes you to get through your particular That's a um, lot. vein. Yeah. Um, and I found it to be intriguing. I had it after I, I had finished a gig out of town, drove to my parents' house in Modesto with my friend Rob Delgado, who had played the gig with me. And we had a few beers and did this. And it was the perfect setting to do that. Um, it was fun, exciting, and weird. Crazy meta, too meta probably, uh, under further inspection as it kind of sunk into me over the next few days. But it was good. Now, you went deep, pretty deep. I saw you had a, it a, did go pretty deep. a mirror and some Sharpies involved. Well, yeah, Rob had the idea. Like We got two choices in, and he was like, well, we should keep track of these. And I didn't have a paper. Yeah. Or a pen, but I had a giant mirror on the wall and a dry erase marker. So you went full homicide detective. Yes. Yeah, I did the thing. I didn't have, the only thing I was missing was red the red string? yarn. Yeah, yeah. Always have to have red string. Yes. And so I didn't, so we just kind of did did this sort of um, weird, yeah, like like homicide detective slash even maybe murderer type thing. And we would, like, if we, the, here's the thing I didn't like about it. It's not really a choose your own adventure. Because, well, and if you watch it, you could definitely make the argument, well, that's the whole point. It's meta. He like he's not even his game isn't choosing its own adventure. So I get that. And if if you've not seen that, you don't know what I'm talking about, but if you have, you probably do. Um, and I was like, I, I appreciate the meta factor of that, but like there's some options that I'm sure you heard this on the the pop culture, the NPR show. Um, like if you make a wrong choice, quote unquote, it'll just like send you back sometimes. Not to the beginning, to like the choice that you just made, mm. which like in the vein of a novel is kind of how you do it. You turn the page and you're like, oh, you have died. You have mm -hmm. to go back. But I kind of wanted more. I wanted from this experience to be like, oh, you died. And I wanted almost more of a resolution, like you're dead. Um, like if you had the end of the road type situation, I wanted like a full on complete narrative end and then have to start it over. Um, I have a quote that I'm going to try to find on my phone because there are so many choices to make. And um, I've learned that some of them are more consequential than others, um, but some admittedly by like the production team don't do anything. The very first choice of the film is like, you got to pick your cereal. 
Um, and based on everything on Reddit that I've read, that doesn't do anything. So that's a bummer. I was hoping that would be like the big, everything should have a consequence. Right. Um, but one of the producers named Russell McLean, he says there are 10 to 12 endings because some are less definitive. Um, you can't really call them an ending. Um, but the director, David Slade says there are even quote golden eggs that are so difficult to reach. They may never be unlocked. Um, I don't think that's, yeah, there are scenes that some people will just never see. And we had to make sure we were okay with that. We actually shot a scene that we can't even access. Now I don't understand that, but, and maybe that's hyperbole, but there's a good chance they put it out. Like we can't get back to that same ending. I would like if they had like, you ever play a video game where there's like a hardcore mode and like once you die, you're dead. Like Diablo three. I would like for this to have a hardcore option to where you just make choices. And if you make the wrong one and you die, this disappears from Netflix. Oh, so, okay. So that's the other thing. So we'd watch, we, Rob and I were like, so it says it's an hour 30, which is not true because it's so subjective to your decisions. We'd been in it for like two hours and I accidentally, instead of pressing the right choice, like I didn't press X or whatever, I pressed the back button. Oh no. Then it was gone for a minute. I thought, why? Like, what if I thought that I was like, what if it is gone now? Or like, what if we have to start at the beginning? Cause I backed out of it. Um, I did end up finding it, but it was kind of tricky. I had to search it and then uh, no, that's all I did. I had to search it, but <laughs> for a minute there, I couldn't find it. And it was very stressful. That's cool. I'm going to have to check it out, man. It seems like an interesting experience. Yeah. And I mean, you have to give it up to the groundbreaking nature of something like that coming right. on Netflix for the first time. Yeah. And you would, I like, I'm not surprised that's coming from the folks behind black mirror. Yeah. Like, that's a very black mirror, uh, concept and to execute it, I think is right in line with what they do. But again, that's, that's Bandersnatch. It's on Netflix. And I believe that is the only place it is on. Uh, and if you have a Roku, I think you're screwed. You mm-hmm. have to use like either something with a controller um, or like your computer or phone. I think you can watch on your phone too. Yep. Okay. Flick picks, Johnny. What oh, you got? God, I have a few things. I'm going to touch on some endings and I'm going to touch on some beginnings. Great. Uh, yeah, great. Don't look at your watch when you I was I, my, mm-hmm. my, I just realized I have a hole in my thing. I was trying to pull it up so I could oh, get do. my arms. Yeah, I, I just ripped a hole in my... It's a brand new sweater, but I like undid the stitching. That sucks. That's a nice sweater. I was trying to, yeah, I know. So I was trying to pull them up my sleeves. Not look at my watch is the point. Man. Continue. All right. So some endings and some beginnings. Uh, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that I've been working my way through Deadwood. Yeah. Finished that. That's in your top five, you said? Shows uh, of all time? It's up there. Yeah. Big time. Uh, finished that. Ended horribly. Oh, no. Uh, basically, it ended uh, kind of on a cliffhanger, almost. Not really. Like, the season ended assuming that there was going to be a next season, and then the show was canceled due oh, to bummer. budget issues. So they're actually filming a movie right now uh, after, I think they're including like a time 10-year time jump, but this feature-length film is going to resolve all of the issues in the series. Because apparently it's been demanded since since it ended. Right. When do you know when it did go off the air? Oh, like mid two thousand, like oh seven. Oh, it's somewhere. that old. Yeah, it's old. I didn't know it. Yeah. Um. So that was a fun experience, just getting to see what that was all about, and finally wrapping that up. And now I have a lot less time to wait for the movie than most people. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. And the other show that I finished was uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, season oh, two. Oh, good. You've been talking about that for weeks. Yes, I love that show, and I'm not going to talk about it anymore after this. Okay. I finished okay. the second season, and it wrapped up amazingly. Good. Uh, and I absolutely love it, and I want you all to watch it. Is that a show where the second season is now done, or they're waiting on a third? No, it's, it's... Wait, what do you mean? Sorry. Um, Like, the There's second gonna season There's going to be ended. a third Okay, season. so it's still... It didn't, like, conclude everything, and that's no. the end of the show. Yeah. Okay. No, it's just done for this season. Uh, it actually won an Emmy, so I think... Mm. It's an Amazon Prime exclusive, so I think they're going to keep cranking them out because they don't really have to worry about a time frame and their budget's good because 
their original content is not that expansive, so they can actually afford to throw some money at it. Like they just released uh, a mini series based on a podcast called Homecoming, starring Julia Roberts. Cool. Which is like you know doesn't get much more a list. So pretty interesting that Amazon Prime's spending some some big bucks. Yeah, for dude, some- it, it, yeah. It's so interesting to see like some the, like these competing streaming services like trying to put out the most original content. Like you have like like a Bandersnatch scenario. Yeah. Versus like Amazon trying to put out new quote unquote TV shows mm-hmm. uh, and like trying to seize the market as much as they can. Yeah. Uh, I this was a few weeks ago. Did you did we talk about it or did you hear about Friends? It was gonna go off Netflix and then they bought it back for another I think a year or two mm. years. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, it was gonna their contract was over. Um, I think it's for like an extra year. I could be wrong, but Netflix bought the rights to Friends for another year. Do you want to guess how much that cost? Twenty million dollars. Eighty million dollars. Whoa! And like Netflix as well, like like seven dollars a month, eight dollars yeah. a month. I don't understand I how that could be viable for them, but I guess people really I like I don't understand. They everybody or, has Netflix. The other theory that kind of ties into what I'm saying is like maybe if they didn't buy it again, Amazon would buy it, and there'd be one less reason that people would yeah. stay on Netflix. Yeah, crazy competitive streaming services mm-hmm. are these days. I and I think the consumer benefits from that competition. Just oh, because sure. you're seeing this amazing original content. So yeah, go watch Mrs. Maisel. Uh, next time I see you out, I want to drink a beer and talk about it. Yeah, one of my favorite shows in the world right now. So my my only other follow up back to Deadwood is like, is is it worth me getting invested in it if if I know that the payoff, like I trust your opinion on shows, and if you don't think it's a good payoff, should I even bother? It's worth it just for the character development and the style of the show and how memorable it is and engaging it is mm-hmm. in the seasons that we have. And how many are there? You said three. six? Oh, I don't know where I had six. Three. Okay. There's three seasons, right. uh, 12 episodes each, hour-long episodes. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a chunk. Um, I mean, it softens the blow a little bit knowing that it just ends abruptly, but it also helps knowing that the movie's coming out. Yeah. Uh, if I would have been watching this as the season ended and then like, oh, next year – I mean, it'd be like if Game of Thrones just ended right now. Right. Well, it's like what the book readers have been going through for yeah. f- like more forever. than a decade. Yeah. yeah. Like the, 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 what, what is it? Uh, sixth book? Yeah. Hasn't come out in forever. Like mm-hmm. he was cranking them out every, like he was still slow, George R. R. Martin, but he was putting them out. Yeah. And now he's been so tied up with the, uh, the HBO show and mm-hmm. doing spinoff stuff and like people are worried he's going to die. And yeah. Finish it. Well, I've heard, aren't like they? Like a Robert Jordan scenario. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me started on Robert yep. Jordan. I have a very hate hate relationship with him. Yeah, um, aren't they working on a couple uh, character like backstory origin shows? Yeah, I, I haven't heard too much. I know that I all I literally have heard is there's a, a Game of Thrones spinoff in mm. the works. Interesting. So I don't know. Yeah. All right. So those are my endings. Well, lovely. What else you got? I have a beginning, uh, and it's not a movie or a TV show. Okay. It's gonna be a curveball. It's a video game. Oh, love it. Yeah, I have been massively invested in the April 2018 release, God of War. Yeah, you've talked about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm now like 16 hours in, roughly halfway through the game. Uh, I have never played a video game that plays so much like a movie. Mm. The amount of character development in this video game is better than a lot of movies that we go see. Yeah. Uh, just because they have such a long time frame to work with, uh, but the voice acting is amazing. And we're at this point where the whole movie plays like a cutscene. Like there's seamless transitions. There's no load screens. It's That's cu- awesome. Cutscene, no graphics drop off directly into gameplay. And yeah. there was a Saturday, like uh, a couple weekends ago, where I played for like 10 hours straight. Yeah. And Shirley and my wife was just sitting on the couch and just watched the whole time. Dude, it's, like, yeah, that's crazy. It's like, do you want to watch a show? She's like, Bro, I am. I am watching your show. Like, this is awesome because yeah. uh, this whole game set in uh, Midgard, 
So we're talking right, Norse right, right. mythology. And it, it really, it plays like a Lord of the Rings movie. You like have to fight Odin. Yeah, you said and Odin's like sons. Right. And it's, I fought a dragon the other day. Sure. It's, it's amazing. So that's been one of the best story, cinematic video game experiences. Probably the best video game I've played in the last 10 years. Great, man. So can't recommend that one enough. Cool. Yeah, if you have, it's on PS4? PS4 yeah. exclusive. Yeah, okay. And like not even cross platforms. Nope. There's nothing else. Oh, all right. Nope. Well, if you're on a PS3 like me or you have an Xbox 360 line around, you're screwed. Mm -hmm. But if you're up to date and you're cool with the cool kids like Johnny, play that game. Yeah. God of War. What is it for? Just God of War. Wasn't the first one called God of War? Yeah. But now it's the only one on the platform, so they can yeah. just call it God of War again. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, anything else in the vein of flick picks you want to talk about before we go to break? I think that's it, man. Word. I'm there. When we come back, we're going to talk about Mary Queen of Scots. It is a film that has been surrounded by quite a bit of Oscar buzz. Uh, again, don't worry about spoilers. We won't do that until the danger zone. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be right back. Johnny Summers, like we said earlier, it's a new year, not a new me. So you know where you can find me every day of the week from 2 to 6 p.m. for a happy hour? Every day of the I'm week? I'm there every day, my guy. Wow, that's impressive. I'm going to guess the handlebar because, well, that's just where you are every day. You are correct. Handlebar has an awesome happy hour from 2 to 6 every day of the week. You can have a dollar off any draft beer. It's an amazing deal. They have an amazing selection. So go check them out. They're located at 2070 East 20th Street, right next to Best Buy and right next to Winco. Go on down, check them out. They're a wonderful local business. That's right. Go have a beer, have some dinner. It's a great time. Enjoy. Handlebar Chico. 2070 East 20th Street. Check them out. England does not look so different from Scotland. Aye, they are sisters. Queen Elizabeth, your cousin Mary has returned to take up her throne in Scotland. The Queen! My dear cousin Elizabeth, I hope we might meet in person, that I might embrace you. But ruling side by side, we must do so in harmony, not through a treaty drafted by men lesser than ourselves. My dear cousin, let our nations cherish each other as we would, two kingdoms united. How did the world come to this? Wise men servicing the whims of women. Mary is our foe. We must never bow to her as we bow before you. You have the boldness to doubt my judgment. She is only your queen if I should not produce an heir. What is it like to have a man? <laughs> With heaven's blessing, we bring an heir to Scotland and to England. It is a clear provocation. We must make war in Scotland. So put your skills to use. Do not play into their hands. Our hatred is precisely what they hope for. I know your heart has more within it than the men who counsel you. You would do well to watch your words. I will not be scolded by my inferior. Your inferior? Are you afraid, Henry? No. Good. Because our swords are not just for show. <laughs> That was the trailer for Mary, Queen of Scots, a screenplay adapted by Bo Williman based on a book by a guy named John Guy. Uh, that called, guy. Yeah, John Guy uh, called Queen of Scots, The True Life of Mary Stewart. This was directed by Josie Rourke and stars Saoirse Ronan and Margot Robbie as Mary Stewart and Queen Elizabeth I, respectively. A synopsis by a thing on the internet, which I did not for some reason write. I think it was probably Fandango. They do good synopses. Sure. Says this. Queen of France at 16 and widowed at 18, Mary Stuart defies pressure to remarry. Instead, she returns to her native Scotland to reclaim her rightful throne. But Scotland and England fall under the rule of the compelling Elizabeth I. 
Each young queen beholds her sister in fear and fascination. I think sister should be cousin. Rivals in power and in love, the female regions in a masculine world. The two must decide how to play the game of marriage versus independence. This, uh, as of January 6th, has made $13.4 million. It came out on December 7th in limited release. Uh, we saw it at the pageant here in Chico. It's not made its way to uh, our Cinemark Theater nor any major sort of chain theater that I have seen. It runs just over two hours long and is rated R for things that we'll get into. Um, let's see. Johnny, you and I saw this separately. I think we have very differing thoughts on it. So um, since we always, when we did Hot and Bothered, did the Bothered first to get the negative stuff out of the way, I'm just going to go off a hunch. Why don't you tell me how you felt about this movie first? <laughs> well, I did not like it. Not okay. one bit, sir. Okay. Elaborate, please. Uh, all right. I'm going to say right off the bat, there's a huge spoiler at the beginning for people, persons, that may not be particularly well-versed in late 1500s European history. Sure. Mary dies at the end. Yes. And they are real upfront with uh, showing her get her head chopped off, essentially, uh, at the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. And me, not being super up on history and not really doing a lot of research for this movie, was like, oh, Okay, didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Didn't remember that from high school the last time I thought about it. I don't think I even period. learned about this. Yeah, exactly. If I learned in high school, I knew absolutely nothing. So immediately knowing that Mary dies at the end really just took me out of this movie. I was thought that was a huge bummer, and I really wish it wouldn't have been that way because I would have been a bit more invested. But... Yeah, that really killed it for me right out the gate. Um, also, the trailers that I saw made this out to be this sort of medieval war epic. Yes. Uh, and there was maybe a three-minute battle scene. Yeah, if that, which was like also pretty, like for an R-rated movie. They yeah. clearly didn't earn their R rating from the battle. No. Uh, so this was much more of a, a drama, interpersonal relationship type movie, courtroom drama, politics, that sort of thing. Uh, which kind of just wasn't as advertised. Like I was definitely expecting um, not necessarily an action film, but a lot more, you know, brutal warfare of this era because that's what I was made to think I was getting into. Uh, I did not feel that great leaving this movie. Like the whole thing was kind of just a bummer. And I get it if that's the story and the story is a bummer. You have to make a movie that uh, is a bummer. But yeah, I didn't really enjoy it at all how about performances source how, how do we say i wrote it down i'm, phonetically. I'm saying sorcia took the extra seven letters sorcerer ronin sorcerer ronin. sorcerer yes is uh amazing she's absolutely amazing uh as mary stewart she's awesome she was like the highlight of this movie if you see this for anything if you don't see this movie for anything whatever go see it for for sorcia ronin Rent it, but don't expect a feel-good hit of the summer. Sure. Uh, go in knowing it's a really heavy movie. Um, but yeah, she she had an outstanding performance. I think Margot Robbie was underutilized a little bit in this movie. Oh, interesting. I didn't get a lot out of her performance. I mean, I got what they were going for, but I don't know. She didn't have a lot of depth to me, and I feel like uh, the character that she was portraying was a lot more complicated than like they explored like a lot of it was just silent brooding emotion when they could have gone into the characters, you know, thoughts or whatever, a little bit more. Maybe if that character would have had like a confidant or something to elaborate a bit more, 
Yeah, okay. I would have, you know, found that character more intriguing. But uh, my overall thoughts were great performance, liked the performance, hated the movie, essentially. Now, bring it back around with some good things. Well, sure. So I think um, I want to completely agree with you. This is this is some of the worst trailers you I've seen. You agree with me? For the, for any any movie. like Oh, just the trailer. The thing. trailer, yeah, I don't agree with you altogether. But um, the trailer stuff here is so, like, even the one we played, like essentially this movie builds to this titular confrontation or meeting and like it spoils some of it in, in the trailer. And I was lucky enough. I didn't see a trailer before going to see this. I tried to kind of be blinded to that sort of thing. Um, and like any type of critical reception or whatever. Um, I knew there was Oscar buzz and that was about it. Um, but I think like that took away so much momentum once I could imagine like seeing this and having to see this trailer before the movie, like, cause it's not a war movie. It's not a medieval thing like it's a it's a story about these two women coming to a head and having this big meeting yeah and they blow a lot of it in the trailer so i want to get that off my list immediately yeah like um they yeah. kind of make it look like braveheart female edition yes. in the trailer they totally do and i was like this looks cool like i'm in yeah it's it's a trippy trippy line they tried to tow here because it is sort of um like if you can think of game of thrones as sort of uh like like if braveheart is the common man fighting against tyranny Game of Thrones is like the people in power who are often tyrannical, imposing their will on peasants. And fighting each other. Sure. Um, and this was kind of obviously more towards the, the rich people here, um, but without any of the violence, essentially. It's all it's all political drama. Or dragons. Or dragons. None um, of those. I wanted to, to come back on two things you said. Um, namely, the beginning. The beginning of her, her execution, where we find out that's what happens, I think allows us to step away from that. Like we realize immediately, okay, this isn't about what happens into this character in the end. It's, it's sort of everything that happens between them. Like you said, interpersonal kind of relationships. And I think it allowed me to kind of be like, all right, I know what's happening. So I want to focus on the moments to the moments, and like see how they deal with it. Um, and for me, I was able to really appreciate the character uh, as she went, as they both went through what they were going through, even knowing that she was going to die. didn't matter. Would you have gotten more out of that, not knowing that she died at the end? I think I would have been more focused on the outcome. And I think this movie is all about what happens in between. Um, and, and I don't think it's like a, it's not about who lives or dies or who takes the throne, essentially. On the surface, definitely. Who's going to be the queen of England and who's going to rule everybody? Um, but to me, this movie is so much more about these two women kind of surrounded um, and having no power because of these men that are around and like, taking back their own agency and and ruling or trying to rule and do what's best and being like constantly betrayed and constantly pitted against each other. And there's like moments in here where you see them each warring, like if we could just talk and like take these penises out of the equation and like, mm -hmm. just like, it's not about power. Like we could, we could have a good thing. Um, and I think that's amplified by the fact that I know that she ends up dying at the end. It's like, man, like even like every time she did something nice, I'm like, Fuck, that sucks, man. Like you're, it's for nothing. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it amplified the emotion for me. Okay. Uh, number two, you're saying, uh, when you're saying about Margot Robbie sort of being underutilized, mm -hmm. um, I didn't feel that way. Um, like number one, like diving into that role, she had prosthetics, and, like crazy makeup. And it takes a lot to take away the charisma of Margot Robbie. She was not likable in this yeah. really. Um, she felt very like, like a puppet and kind of flat. Yeah. And didn't, didn't take her own, uh, opinion on, to her counsel very much. She didn't ever assert herself. Um, but I took that less, less of um, lacking depth as more of like the situation she was in and doing the best she could, but essentially being like smothered over and over and finally beaten down and like ultimately having to execute somebody who she probably would have loved. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it was just adding to the emotional content. Um, so I, I, I didn't love this movie. I think it was paced pretty poorly. 
I think it was way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the scenes didn't work for me that I'll probably get into in the danger zone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just the, yeah. the, the pacing, like you said, just the, it was kind of, uh, you had these lulls and these yes. peaks and valleys. Yeah. You were just hop, skipping and jumping from one tragedy to another yeah. with really not much meat in between. Yeah. There's like, there's a couple of good montages where they're sending a messenger back and forth between them. And that kind of, the first time it happened, it was like, oh, okay, something's about to happen. And that kind of died away. Um, and I can't, it's hard to talk about this without giving away details. So I won't, but, but yeah, the pacing was my biggest issue. I think it was beautifully shot Scotland and everywhere. Every location in this movie is beautiful. And I think they did a really good job capturing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sergio Ronan's hair mm. is insane. Yeah. I guess that's a hairstyle yeah. back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, that must have taken some time. Well, and just her hair color in this movie sure. too. Yeah, like, it really amplified that those reds. Yeah, so crazy. Did uh, did Margot Robbie's character remind you by the end of the film more of like the Queen of Hearts mm-hmm. from yep. uh, whatever Alice, from, in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland? Yep, she was like very caricature looking. Yeah, um, but also very tortured, so mm-hmm. less less comical. Um, what else did I write? I think that's that's most of what I wanted to rebut. Um, but yeah, I loved I loved both of their performances here. I think Margot Robbie's was very restrained, as it should have been. And, and Saoirse Ronan is so charismatic and so imposing. Um, she does everything like a good leader should do. Like she can make tough choices, but is very compassionate about people that need compassion. And mm-hmm. that's what you want in a leader. And, and I think it's all the more tragic of the way it pans out. Yeah. I mean, once you get to understand how wonderful she is, knowing that she's doomed. Yeah, the whole movie is tragedy her yeah. life is a tragedy yeah. she was yeah. uh an amazing leader woman ruler everything uh that was born just at pretty much luck of the draw at the wrong time yeah. in human history yeah man i mean if someone like that was born into a position of power in this day and age um yeah, i mean she could be president sure you know what i mean with that charisma and that grace and power yeah my other big thing was there is granted like it's based on real life um more or less. Um, but like it, it's kind of tough to follow. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, the pacing is off for me, but yeah. also like trying to get, get stakes and anything mm-hmm. outside of her immediate safety. Yeah. This was kind of tough. Like I had to really pay attention. And even then I feel like I missed a bunch. Yep. Um, partially because like a Scottish accent is not the easiest thing to understand. Yeah. A lot of the time I was trying to figure out what they were saying. I was yeah. really wishing there was subtitles at the movie theater. Yeah. It was a little, so that, but that's, I don't know. That's, yeah. that's a minor gripe. I think, uh, you don't understand half the dialogue. I think that's, I don't know about more. half, but there well, were some key moments where like, I like, okay, so this is who, like, I know he introduced himself. Like, are they cousins? Are they friends? Is he a bodyguard? Like, I don't yeah. get it. But and, then like yeah. everyone's got these important political points of view yeah. and they have their own agendas and they're trying to portray those and you don't really get a clear cut understanding of that no. because you're just like what huh and yeah i'll talk so fast. yeah i felt i felt myself a lot of the time like i knew something was about to happen but i wasn't really sure how i should feel about it because yeah. i didn't know how, like you're like well i guess it, this thing is happening yeah like the character specifically like, okay i know that i like i like you from what i've seen on screen or i don't like you but i just can't remember why yeah or like what your overarching consequences might be <laughs> but also i don't know how invested i should be right exactly like, so yeah uh yeah this movie didn't do it for me in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah. I think ultimately my takeaway is that the performances between the two leads were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that reason alone, if, if they were nominated for best actress, I would be hundred percent behind that nomination. Yeah. If this were up for best film, I would have some major problems. Yeah. So that's why I I'm can't at. see Margot Robbie being nominated for best actress. I could, I mean, she was definitely the more supporting actress. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. Um, and Sir Sharonin, I could see being nominated for best actress, but I'd like to see the other nominees. I don't know if this is going to have enough to get her to win it. You know, what yeah, other movies totally. do you think are out there right now? Oh, there's going to be a bunch. Yeah. Um, I would like to actually compile a list of what I think. Cause I don't think nominations have been announced yet. Right. I don't think so. I mean, we're like a month out. 
Uh, if we're a month out, they've been announced. Yeah, maybe already. I just haven't been paying attention. Maybe we'll look that up on the break. That's a good idea. Yep. I'll write uh, that down. Yeah, I will. I'll write it down. Okay. Um, what was I about to say? Uh, oh, interestingly enough, if they are both nominated, this will be the second year in a row. Though last year it was for different films. It was Lady Bird. Or was it the year before? Whatever. Lady Bird and I, Tanya. They mm-hmm. were up against each other for Best Actress. Yep. Uh, and they might do that again. We'll see. I doubt it. But No. You know. I don't think they'd put Margot Robbie for Best Actress. For yeah, I mean, I don't think so either. But I wouldn't be surprised if we like looked it up and found the early stages. She was up for it. Maybe. Um, I'd say Best Supporting. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's definitely more like what yeah. it would be. You said that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think we should rate this before we go to a break. Um, and I'm sort of torn. I've been really nerding out on Letterboxd, which is a five-star rating system. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been trying to be consistent, converting my stars, my five stars into numbers of 10. Yeah. Um, or we should just maybe start doing fives. We could, yeah, we could transition that way. I think we should. You want to do beer and movies starting to go towards fives? Well, cause I use untapped and it's all fives. It's all fives yeah. And like uh, letterboxd is all fives. I don't know. I think a 10 point system gives us a lot more wiggle room. It does. And like, I don't really need anything other than a 0. 0.5. Well, it's, it's, like, it's fun to be like 7.379.64. Yeah. I think but, we should just open it up to a hundred point system. Yeah, sure. <laughs> with decimals. Yeah. 97.2. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm, I'm down to go fives. That's fine with me. I don't know, man. That's a scary change. Yeah, just maybe introduced we, we a new just, segment. Yeah, let's I sit on it this week and we'll I'll see freak how we out feel. if we change too many things at once. So all I have to say, I'm going to convert my letterbox rating into a 10 point system. And I'm going to give this, ooh, see, it's tough because I feel like three and a half stars, It like it t- it's not a seven for me. It's more like a six and a half, but that would be a 3.25. So I'm going to say six and a half. This is a six and a half movie for me. Okay. What about you? Uh, I'm going to call it a three. Oh, that's pretty low. Yeah, like I said, just I have to go on my personal experience, and I didn't like this movie very much, and yeah. I can't rate a movie highly because it had one great performance, and it was yeah. a steaming turd overall. You, you, you Would you call it legitimately like a steaming turd yeah, movie? I, dude, would you, I'm never going to watch this again. I, I don't know, man. I really liked, like like I said, the visuals of it. I thought it was beautiful to watch. The soundtrack was very moving to me. There were like the moments that hit hard, hit harder. Like there's a, I won't give it away, but there's a scene sort of towards the third in the third act. Um, there's a betrayal and a killing. There's like seven of those. You know what I'm talking Just about? Pick one. Yeah, I know. Uh, th- like the score under that made that so hard to watch. Mm. Um, and I think those that's really good movie making to know when when to pull on people's heartstrings with sound design or shots sure. or like when to cut to people's faces and. I don't know. I feel like there's enough content in the world that like I've seen this once and I'm good. All right. Yeah. And I don't think I'm ever going to, I don't know that I'll revisit this either. Yeah. To be fair. So I don't know. I didn't really enjoy the experience of watching it and trying to follow it. I didn't really enjoy anything other than Sir Sharonin. Fair enough. So yeah, overall kind of hated it. Yeah. Well, fair enough. That's Mary Queen of Scots three for you. 6.5 for me. If you haven't seen it and you don't want it spoiled, go see it uh, before you come back to the danger zone because we are going to talk about it with spoilers, as well as covering our second and final beer for the show. So don't change that dial. Danger zone. Okay, so real quick, we found out some stuff on the break. Ah! You first, buddy. Uh, Oscar nominations are announced Tuesday, January 22nd. So whenever we record an episode after that, we will have a full breakdown. Yes. Are all you movie nerds? Yeah, uh, we in the past we've done like some poll stuff after nominations have come out, like what our listeners think should win. I think it'd be kind of fun to do like 
a couple of the main, like the bigger categories and see who, who thinks what's going to be even nominated. Exactly. And also we did a new segment today and Max was going to say, if you have things that you've been watching, yes, you should tweet at us or email us or Snapchat us or yes. whatever. And since he forgot to say that, I'm saying it now. With the hashtag flick picks. Yeah. Actually, you should probably say, because I feel like that's probably a hashtag already. Let's say hashtag FHC flick picks. Tweet at us. That's a long hashtag. That's three bro. extra letters. That's a long hashtag, bro. So like, let us know what you're watching, and we'll give you a shout-out on the show. It'll be fun. Yeah. And maybe we've watched the same things. We can bond. Maybe I'll come to your house. The other thing... Wait. <laughs> yeah. He might. Maybe I'm already there. Uh-oh. Look in your closet. Golden Globes. Those happened yesterday. Yeah. Give us a quick rundown of who won, and then we can get to our second beer, and then this here movie. Right. So January 6th, 2019, Golden Globes were uh, announced for winners. I'm just going to skim through this list really quickly. Didn't take the time to write them down. Um, but the best motion picture in the drama category was Bohemian Rhapsody. And I don't know if we want to really talk about our opinions on these yet. Maybe at the end of the list, we can Meh. talk about what jumps out. Uh, the other thing that, that sometimes drives me crazy is that like musical or comedy is like the same category. And I feel like that's incorrect because you have things like Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, Green Book, Mary Poppins, and Vice all in the same category somehow. But the Oscars do it the same. It's I know. So no, I agree. It's, it's really dumb. I think those should have, especially... Uh, in recent years, there seems to be a lot of both of those genres. Um, but in, in either case, um, Green Book won for that, which I have not seen, and I don't think you have either. No. Viggo Mortensen, uh, what's his name? Mahershala Ali. Mahershala? Mahershala, yeah. That's such um, a cool name. It's a great name. He's a great guy. He's been in a lot of stuff. I was actually, my sister's commencement speech at her college at St. Mary's in Morocco, he was the speaker. What? Uh, this, was was, also- this was before... Um, uh, come on. Uh, Moonlight. So I mm. didn't nerd out as much as I probably could have. He was also... In our favorite animated movie of the year. Oh, was he uh, the uncle? I thought I saw his name. So yeah, which brings us to the animated category. Uh, nominations were Incredibles 2, which I had forgotten about. Uh, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, which I didn't know. Uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which definitely won as it should have. I Best think. movie ever. Fantastic movie. Best movie ever. Um, Second favorite movie of 2018. Yeah. Deal with it. It's great. Fight um, me. Scrooge, uh, Scrooge and Duck. Moving on. Uh, Best motion picture, Foreign Language. Um, the only, I don't think I've seen any of these yet. The one that is on my list is the winner, Roma. It's on Netflix. I really encourage everybody to go watch it because it's gotten some great uh, great praise by a lot of people across the board. Word. Uh, best performance by an actress, uh, Glenn Close, one for The Wife, which I didn't see. Did you say Glenn Close? Nope. What did you think? What is it? It's Glenn Close. Close. What did I say? Close? Glenn Close. I'm going to say Glenn Close. <laughs> it's a Glenn Close. Uh, best performance by an actor in a drama, Rami Malek, one for Bohemian Rhapsody, which I think was earned. Um, it was Malik. Man, I don't know. I thought it was. It's either Rami or Rami Malik or Malik. I don't R- know. Rami Malik. Egyptian names are hard, man. He's not Egyptian. Yeah, he is. Well, yeah. Ramses. Yeah. His name's Ramses. That feels, yeah. Ramses Maleka Pyramid. Uh, the one where I started to get a little bit torn here was performances by an actress in a motion picture. You had Emily Blunt and Mary Poppins, Olivia Coleman in The Favorite, Elsie Fisher in Eighth Grade. Charlize Theron and Tully and Constance Wu from Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, movies that I have seen all of except for The Favorite, which ended up being the winner with Olivia Coleman. Out of the ones that you've seen, which one, won, who won there with The For thing? me? Yeah. Uh, I think, I think, and this is maybe a hot take, but uh, eighth grade Elsie Fisher was fantastic because she's not, she's very young for when she's like 15 years old. I think this was her first thing. And there's an argument to be made that she's just being a 15 year old in the movie, but I think it was portrayed so honestly. Um, that's like saying Constance Wu was just being an agent. No, because that's different. I know I'm joking, <laughs> um, but it's no, I danger zone, man. Yeah. I think, I think the direction in eighth grade by Bo Burnham was 
probably the reason it did so well, mm-hmm. obviously, in the writing. But where um, does that fall in like your uh, maybe like top five movies? I know you love that. Are movie. you asking me if it fell into my top five? Yeah, for the year. Um, it's got to be. Where's close. that in the pantheon of your movies for twenty? Definitely in top ten. Okay. Um, I I'd be lying if I said I knew for sure it was in the top five, but it's definitely in the top ten. I will say that. Respect. Um, thank you. In any case, we're reading this off of uh, E News. It's eonline.com. So if you guys want to check out the full list, um, you can just Google it. I don't think we're going to post a link, but no, there you know. Fuck your link. There's more. Uh, there's more. Uh, there's more things. There's more categories. We're not going to read them now. Nobody cares about like foreign musicals. I don't know, man. I bet you there's some good ones. I don't know. Also, have you seen Vice? No. I mean, either. I yeah, didn't really grab me. It looked cool, but yeah. like, yeah, I'll rent it. Yeah. I do want to see if Beale Street could talk. That's I've heard amazing things there, too. Yeah. Okay. Sh- Moving right along. Bada boom, ba bam, ba bam, ba bam. You have a bunch of beer to drink before we can review our second beer. Oh, awesome. Here we go. Wait, I guess that's the time now, then. I'm going to do this, too. My well, friend Megan. What do you have to drink? Yeah. My friend Megan Harrigan from, uh, well, I know her from Chico. She now is from Bozeman, Montana. Okay. Uh, you maybe you're familiar. I know the Montana. It is a large, large state. Yeah, yeah. She started working at a brewery not too long ago called Bridger Brewing, and she recently came to Chico for Christmas. She was driving through to go see her family uh, near Santa Rosa, and she brought me a growler of beer. That was mighty nice of her. And I've been sipping on it this whole episode, and I you haven't tried it yet. I don't no. know if, if you'd like to. You're welcome to. I will. But, um, it's a vigilante IPA from them, and it's I gotta say quite tasty. Their their logo's cool, man. I really like the the beer logo. Yeah, it's uh it's essentially kind of two. It's, so it's it depends. It's sort of like a what do you call it? Like a not a Rorschach. What do you call the thing it's where it's either two vases or a face? Palindrome. Face vases. Blind spotting. It's yeah. not a palindrome. It's <laughs> uh, face whatever. face yeah. face face. Little blind spotting quote. Yeah. Um, but no, it's like either two revolvers if you look at it one way, or it's like a. What, do you, what would you, like a skull, I guess? Yeah, it's like a, Is there a better like a, name for that. Steer skull. Yeah. Uh, so, whatever. Pretty good beer. I've actually been really pleased every time I've had alcohol from Bozeman. From Montana? From the Montana? The Montana. Specifically Bozeman, though. Okay. I played a gig a few years ago at a cider house, a hard cider house. Nice. Um, which was very good. I had like a jalapeno uh, infused, I don't know. It was something good, that though. Sounds like a wild and crazy time. It was, yeah, spicy. You're an adventurous kid. So Megan, thank you. It's very good. I, I had to sit on it for about a week, so it's a little bit less carbonated than it should be, but I, th- I still think it's pretty tasty. Thank you, Megan Markle. Okay, no, <laughs> still not Megan Markle. Could be. You don't know. I don't even think that was on the record. We said that before we started, so nobody's going to get that joke. Unless they listen to Patreon. If you guys are Patreon people, that will make sense to you if you listen to our bonus content this week. If you don't know what we're talking about, join us on Patreon for as little as $1 per episode. Keep this show going. You'll love it. We'll love you. That's all the housekeeping I have. All right. Okay, so second beer. Second beer. What are we drinking? We are drinking a beer that, now that I think about it, is really not on topic for this show because I don't think anyone in this movie actually wore a kilt. Not not a single kilt was worn. At any fucking time. All these old Scottish people. Nope. Yep. So we're drinking a very inaccurate beer. Yeah, but still, it has it's a Scotch-style ale, so not completely yeah, off. Exactly. It's still on brand a little. The label's plaid. Anyways, we are talking about Kilt Lifter, and it's not their fault there were no kilts in this movie. It is brewed by Moylands out of Nevado, California. I turn into a surfer when I say Nevado. 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 It's Nevado. It's not Novato. Which is also not a surf town. I don't know. How would I say it? Novato? Novato. Yeah, you, if you you just sound like you can't read if you enunciate the, the no, T. It the Novato. So Novato, yeah. Novato. 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 
Yeah. Uh, anyways, sorry, <laughs> they're yeah. from Nevada, Tangent. California, uh, and this is a Scotch ale clocking in at eight percent with twenty IBUs, and it was seven ninety nine, pretty much at any liquor store in the universe. Yeah, I think that's worth pointing out. We we've talked every now and again about like we sometimes do beers that like like the first beer, the Westbrook. People, if you listen to Chico, you're not going to get this beer easily. Yeah, Kilt Lifter, on the other hand, has been readily available at every Bevmo since forever, two thousand twelve. Yeah, any any liquor store. Yeah. Uh, this one has a driveway rock rating of 3.72 on Beer Advocate. What is it? What did you say? <laughs> what is driveway rock rating? Aggregate. Oh, that's sorry. I still don't really understand what you mean by that. Well, look it up, dude. You have the Googles right in front of you. All right. Aggregate rock. Just I will like, look that up. Just you aggregate rock. Talking about this. Original Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale. It's a robust strapping beer brewed with both balls. What? <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Oh, yep. sure. It does actually mean testicles. Okay. Yep. Brewed with both balls. <clears throat> yeah. Taking big beers to a whole new level. Rich, multi balances perfectly with delicate hops to provide a concentrated and intense flavor, an ideal companion for hearty foods or as a meal unto itself. Sharing is encouraged. Encouraged. And this is one ale that lives up to its name. And don't be fooled by those bearing the same name. Let's real quick. So you've had this beer before. I've yeah. had this beer before, though. I don't really remember it. I'm not a huge fan of Scotch style yeah. ales in general. Are you a fan of this style? Yeah, I like a lot okay. of them. Uh, I like them when they're not overly like peaty. Yeah, because you can get some Scotch notes in there that you don't like. But I really do like this beer overall in the flavor profile. It's nice and malty and round. Yeah, uh, it's somewhere that like, it reminds me of like a barley wine yep. mixed with like a brown ale. That's exactly what I was going to say. The one that comes to mind for me that I think is a solid staple is the old Chubb from Oscar Blues. It's often on Nitro. You're looking at the monitor and I'm assuming you're checking out these two definitions up top that were both the things that we said. Yeah, aggregate. For aggregate. Uh, number one is a whole formed by combining several typically disparate elements, like the average rating. Yeah. And the number two is a material or structure formed from a loosely compacted mass of fragments or particles. Mm-hmm. There we go. We're both right. Aggregate. Yeah, aggregate. It has, eh, you know, words are like people, man. They can How have so? two meanings. Okay, just two, though. <laughs> just two. <laughs> just two's two to the max. Um, okay, all this to say, this is not on Nitro. This is not Old Chubb. So I don't really remember what to expect here, but I think you're right in terms of like a really sweet sort of malty, hearty ale. This beer's delicious. Um, and at, at 8%, it's going to be a heavy hitter, too? No. It's drinks super light. Okay. It's super, super drinkable. Very approachable out of Nevada. Yeah, yeah. I was noticing you were going into that. Yeah, super approachable, bro. Um, I guess I'll throw out the uh, what you, compacted rock rating from Beer Advocate right now. Yeah, they, the driveway gravel. Yeah, they give it an average of 3.2. 7.2, excuse yeah. me. 3.72. That's um, why two decimals fucks you up, dog. Yeah, like why? Like what, what is the point? What's the point, what's too? The, yeah, I don't know. Do we really need hundreds? I mean, I guess if you're averaging thousands of people, it makes sense, but- no, just That's round very up, bro. Inconsequential or round down. Round like up. 3.7. That's yeah. fine. The, 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 the point two doesn't make me want to buy more of this beer. You know what I could have said for the domestic total for, for Mary Queen of Scots? I said 13.4 million. I could have said $13,424,885. That doesn't help anybody. No. doesn't matter. No. It's just saying words unnecessarily. Yeah. But you like this beer. I do. I'm going to finish up uh, my Vigilante IPA. Chug. And then I'm going to. Chug. Gonna, chug. Yeah, I will. Chug. Chug. Don't make chug, them hear it. Chug. Chug in your green sweater. Chug. Chug it. Chug it. Chug it. Why the fuck were there no kilts in this movie? It's very inaccurate and incorrect as far as time periods go. Would you agree? Um, I don't actually know that well enough to stipulate, but probably. Well, we're going to have to ask the Googles. Yeah. Like what? I mean, people still wear kilts in in Scotland, right? 
I don't, I've never been, so I don't, I don't know. You know. Like, that's like people saying from Scotland, like, they still wear Wranglers and only cowboy hats in America, right? Well, if you go to Texas, that's fucking accurate. Like, there's a chance that people that wear kilts in Scotland are the equivalent of, like, people that wear jeans embroidered with the American flag in America. So awesome. Uh, I was going to say non-representative of the demographic as a whole, but yeah. I also wouldn't say awesome, so no. All right. Well... <laughs> You yeah. and me have different fashion inclinations, sure. obviously. I said I've never seen you wear embroidered jeans with the American flag. You know, it's it's hard to find them in short kid sizes. Next Christmas, I'll get you that. But I feel like I want the I want the I want the plug. Yeah. So would you please? You, yeah, we exchange gifts, and I don't think we've talked about it. No, we have before now because so, I hadn't had a chance to give you mine. Yeah, so the gift exchange is complete. So I received yes a beautiful, genuine bull horn yeah i think it's like it's a bigger animal or like than an that. ox yeah it's like, like an a, ox horn. it's like an it's like a it's like a i can look it up i will but yes it's an ale horn you didn't just get a horn yeah it's a it's a cup a it's mug. a cup it's a straight up game of thrones vikings style horn drinking vessel it's a dope cup and i love it thanks dude like i'm gonna drink out of this exclusively until i start tasting bone yeah you can notice like i when i checked to make sure it was free of defects when before i gave it to you there's a couple of spots on the outside where you can feel like the horn chipping mm-hmm. through and it's actually like, it's pretty legit. Like oh, I, I would expect nothing less. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's good. What I received from Johnny. Um, and if you're a long time listener of the show, you'll realize how important and how significant this gift is. He got me the, uh, the La La Land soundtrack on vinyl, mm-hmm. which was one of my favorite movies of 2016, uh, I think, or the winter of 17. I can't long, remember. Yeah. yeah. I don't Jeez. know, but I love that movie and I love the soundtrack and many a morning at least two to three times over the past, whatever you gave it to me a week or two ago. Uh, it has, it has started me off right. Another like day it. of sun, as I said. I like it. Yeah. And you just kind of got into vinyl too. So it, yeah, it I got, made yeah. sense. Yeah. I'm trying to find um, what animal this is from. Just look on my order history and see if I can find it. I'm going to guess ox. Yeah, maybe. I thought it was a little bit more exotic. Um, like a yak? No. Uh, Why is that funny? Yaks have horns? I was going to say maybe more like an American type animal. I feel like yaks are- uh, A bison? It might be bison. This could be, dude. If this is bison, I'm a bust. Nice. I feel like we should post a photo of you at some point so people like at least have a little bit of like maybe while we're talking now, somebody's like, I wonder what that looks like. And oh, I'm gonna can, uh... post it on my Instagram. No, you're not, because I'm gonna take a photo with my La La Land album. We'll take the photo together. Oh. I think that's the way to go. Nope. All right. You can't fine. tell me what. Be to do. selfish about it. I, I run my social media, dog. I don't need to be a part of this. It's fine. Um, looking, looking, looking. It says natural horn. Let me get down to the description. I'm gonna hold it out so you can see it a little bit. Sure. Um, well, I'll find this eventually. And while you're taking that, we're gonna try to, I guess, stay on topic. Kilt lifter. Yes. I have poured some into my glass. It is a coppery amber looking, looking color with with a really strong head retention, like a really creamy looking uh, head that's yeah. still chilling. Um, I have not tasted it yet, but I'm about to. Uh, any more thoughts you want to throw in? Flavor-wise, or maybe what I should expect, or what listeners who have never had Kilt Lifter should expect. Uh, you know, you're going to get a lot of smooth drinking. It does not hit you like an 8%. I get a lot of brown sugar and toffee. Uh, a ton of, like, like peanut brittle sweetness almost. Yeah, molasses kind of. Yep, but sweeter. Molasses has a earthy sharpness yeah, to it. You're right. This is, this is almost too sweet for me. I think I, I'm remembering why I don't really love this style of beer most of the time. Yep. Um, when it's not nitro, the 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 really bready malty sweetness comes crashing through the palate. Yeah, um, it is it is good if you like the style. I I don't dislike it necessarily. It's just nothing nothing to write home about for me. I like it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. 
Um, I think it's it's an essential beer to try if you've never had it. Yeah, I think it's definitely one of the more iconic Scotch ales that mm-hmm. is out on the market. Like most people have seen seen this at least. Oh yeah, it's a pillar of the Scotch ale community. Yeah, I honestly can't think of another Scotch ale besides Old Chubb. So if you're listening and you're like you're forgetting about insert common Scotch ale here, please let me know because I'd I'd love to maybe explore more because this is a style that I think has potential. Yeah, um, I feel the same about this as I do barley wines. If I have a bad barley wine. It's pretty rough, but yeah. a good barley wine. So good. So good. Yeah. Like I love Bigfoot, obviously. And yeah. then I always forget the one that we did, the Thor's Hammer one. Um, do you remember? It was by, uh, hmm, I don't think it was, was it 5050? 20, no, it was. This is a while back. Oh, oh, Earth, Mother Earth. Was it? No. Oh, 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 Eel River. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah. Yep, the, what was it called? Thor, I think it was called Thor's Hammer. I'll look it up. Um, like exaltation. Barley yeah, that sounds yeah. close. That was a good barley wine. Yeah, that one's really good. There's a bunch of good ones out there. And, and uh, El Segundo does, I think it's. Oh, it, yeah, yeah, they well, do. Yeah, it was really good. What the hell was that beer called? I will find out for you. But uh, where, where does this sit for you in terms you know, of. Uh, stylistically. Yeah. It's exemplary. You know what I mean? Like this is one of the best on the market because we can think of all of two. Yeah, so, or uh, potentially four. Potentially four, but this is as good as any of those four. Oh, um, really? I don't know. I remember. Scotch I ales? remember geeking out on that one. Um, that is not the El Segundo one. We're talking about no. I'm talking about Scotch ales. We're talking. You're talking about the El Segundo barley wine. Oh, you're right. Yes, sorry. You're right. We have my mistake. Zero, like not zero, but not much of a database of Scotch ales to go off of. Yeah, you're right. I think I've ever had like maybe three or four. So, Burp. Uh, this is good, man. It's um, unique. Mm-hmm. You don't get a lot of beers like this. If you like beers on the sweeter side, a round, full body, no bitterness at all. Like this is something yeah. you could take to yeah. like a dinner party for people that don't like craft beer yeah. and maybe ease them into it with this. Uh, it's very similar to like a really sweet brown ale. Yeah, this I think would go well with a lot of like smoked meats, um, mm-hmm. even like some fruit and cheese platters. Ooh. I think this would pair really nicely. This would go good with some smoked meat. Yeah. Um, I pulled up a list on beerandbrewing.com. It's the 14 of the best scotch ales. Uh, this is a blind taste oh, test. We heavies are scotch ales too. I always forget about that shit. Right. So I'm going to read. I, I, I looked through this while you were speaking. I don't think I've had any of these. That's but- the shit they were talking about, bro. What's that? Look at the motherfuckers with the same name. The Pike Brewing Company Kilt Lifter. Oh, sure. So let's go through this. There's people with the same beer name. I'm going to start with the bottom of the list. They had Sun King Brewery, uh, Magpie Muckle. Uh, That's a great name. Yep. Swamphead, Pete Dunn, Woody's, Wee Heavy, Silver City Brewery, Fat Woody. I've never had any of these. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. these Wee Heavy things are-, are Dude, guess, I've had that beer. Which okay. one? The Alesmith. For sure, I've had it with the Wee Heavy and the Barrel-Aged Wee Heavy above it. I remember the gold lettering. I had that at- Austin's house. I believe we opened one of those. Which Austin? Big bald. Yep. I think like we always, like every time you brought it, I want to shout out Austin Smith too because he's great. I just, I don't see Austin as much as, I don't see either Austin. I don't see a lot of people as much as I like. I'm lonely. That's my point. Uh, <laughs> Somebody reach out to Max. <laughs> what Johnny's saying is there are two Alesmith uh, uh, Scotch ales here. Dude, I know, heavy. I know they're a little expensive, but we can get, I can get those. I want to do one on the show. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to, I feel like oftentimes we don't, We've talked about this too. We don't explore um, too many of the weirder beer styles. Yeah, um, but we should. I'm super down. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna find one of those barrel aged wee heavies. Um, I guess Highwater does one called Tranquil. Tranquil Eyes. I've seen that beer. So have I. All right, we could do a. We could do a. You know what we could do? Here's what we could do. We could do a throwback movie to a movie where people do wear kilts. I'm trying to think of something besides Braveheart because that's where my brain goes. Rob Roy. Sure. Yeah, we could do Rob Roy. A little Liam Neeson in the mix. Yep. Back in his heyday. Or. Yeah, or something, right? Uh, 
I'm just going to keep saying, because uh, I want to avoid dead air. And I Highlander. Something. Okay. Do they work? Oh, I guess Sean Connery does. Yep. Sure. Or. I, I, my vote so far is Highlander. Definitely. Or what? Keep I going. don't know. Yes. We should like look up famous movies where people wore kilts. Okay. Do you want to do, like, I don't know. We're coming up to Oscar season. I feel like we're not going to have a lot of time to do. Uh, I'm not going to say a throwaway episode. I'm going to say a throwback episode, yeah, but Patreon, are, that is ripe for that. Maybe. I would love to do that. Maybe. We could drink some scotch ales, get a little weird. Maybe actually drink some scotch? Yeah, we'll drink some scotch. I don't care. Let's get fucking weird. I'll wear a kilt, bro. I don't have a kilt, but I'd, I'd wear one. I if can I get you one. Get I me got a, a guy. Okay. <laughs> um, real quick, let's rate Kilt Lifter, and then let's get back to our this movie. This is a solid seven. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go seven as well. All right. Um, if you get a chance to try Kilt Lifter by Moylan's from Nevada, California. Nevada. Uh, let us know what you think. It's pretty affordable. It's a uh, a bomber. It's 22 yeah. ounces, about eight bucks. Give or yeah, take. six, seven, eight bucks in there for an 8% beer. I mean, it's a good bang for the buck. Yeah, I think so. Um, and so I personally like it. I would reach for it again. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. I, would, I, would, I wouldn't reach for it if I was just drinking that myself. But if I was sharing, yeah, I'd, I'd drink this. Okay. All that to say. There were no kilts in this movie. There were no fucking kilts in this movie, dude. <laughs> and there was no battle. There was one battle, and it was That wasn't lame. a battle. They were like, we both- Do are- you know how you know it wasn't a good battle? Because huh. there were people herding ox, and they didn't leave. Yeah. They were like, we'll just watch this it's battle fine. happen. <laughs> they were on the Sorry. bridge. Spoiler alert for, for Mary, Queen of Scots. Just one more time to be chivalrous. If you haven't seen it, we're going to spoil it. They were just like, we're going to stay here yeah. while these two small-ish armies yeah. are going to fight, and we're just like going to watch. A couple hundred people. It was like people. a sports game for them. Yeah. I think fun. they were taking bets. Yeah. And I think we were both like battle nerds enough to be like, they're not actually sword fighting. At any point, there was no yeah. actual sword play happening. Yeah. They were like hitting the flat sides of the swords together. Yeah, like, man. It was, uh, it was rough. Know. It was rough. But I do think it was... You know, that was one of the key points where I was like, okay, well, that's not what this is about. Yeah. It's fine. I do want to talk about that murder scene because that was hard to watch. Um, the the minstrel mm-hmm. who uh, was also gay and was also kind of like one of the handmaidens to and Mary. And also banging her husband. Yes. that it, Yeah. It was implied it happened once and then apparently like probably kept happening. Yeah. Because her husband, uh, whose name is Henry, is uh, was gay and kind of married her to have power, essentially. Mm-hmm. To he was king. also an idiot mm-hmm. and a drunk. Not a bright guy. No. Not that the two are mutually exclusive. I was just going to say, you can be a drunk and be very smart. Hi, my name's Johnny. Uh, I can't, yeah, I can't, I was going to say my name too. There's a, a famous poet, I want to say it's Robert Frost, but I could be wrong, who has a quote uh, that says- uh, Tyrion Lannister. No. A wise man must often be drunk to spend time with his fools. Oh, uh, and I'm I'm into that. That's my philosophy. Bro, can right we get now. a poster of that for sure. the podcast yeah, room? It's, it's on the bathroom in the Exchange in Orville, where I play oftentimes, which Beautiful. is a great place. Uh, if you're not driving to get drunk, they have great drinks there, and sometimes I play music there. So, uh, James Recker, looking at you, buddy. I'm there in like on Saturday. So hope oh, to see you. Snap. Yeah. Anyways, um, all this to say, he's gay. He outs his lover, and then they murder him. Uh, and everybody stabs him once. Well, he, they framed him as the uh, lover of Mary. Did they? Yeah. Oh. That was that was how he went down. Okay, sure. Because, oh, they spent well, went, so much time went, together. He, he went down a couple ways. Let's yeah, be real. exactly. Okay. <laughs> but no, so that's the way they angled that. All these noblemen were like, oh, he's obviously, oh, that's, she's cheating you're right, you're right. on you with him. How else could you explain a man in a woman's chambers? Yeah. 
He's having sex with her. Yeah. And then Henry's like 17 glasses of wine deep. He's, he's like, like, yeah, I guess I'll sign for this. He's like, well, I don't think it's like that. And then but. they stab him like 18 times. Like, Henry, you got to stab him again. Somehow this guy's still alive. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to stab him. And he's like, you got to stab uh, him. You You've stabbed him before. Okay. Yeah, you're yeah. Making this. we're making the same joke. Yep. Um. So anyways, that was hard to watch. The hardest thing to watch for me was uh, Sorcerer Ronan. Here we go. She was real sad. And she was so like at this point she's yeah. pregnant. Yeah, she's broken. Like yeah. she's not her husband who's a drunk idiot. Not again. Not Mujica's cousin. Uh, is like also not in control. There's these old white dudes that are like we're gonna you shut up. You sit in the corner, woman. Yeah. Uh, you heard in the trailer. How do we get to a a world where we are judged by the whims, wise the, men, the whims of a woman? Wait, wise men, are the whims of women. There are some crazy misogynistic lines yeah. in here. Like it's like, oh, oh god, that would suck to. Yeah, I would not. I would not do well. There. Yeah, I mean, this movie overall is just such a bummer for me. Yeah, it's, it's like, not. Yeah, Sorcerer Ronan had such a hard yeah. life in this movie, and it's like, <sighs> that's what makes it a tragedy. Is like she, she almost is the fool here. Like she doesn't acknowledge how bad the world is and how, like. I don't know how disadvantaged she is. She's constantly trying to be the bigger person and the better person and yeah. sweet. And like, I don't know. That's uh, it's very just, Shakespearean. That's like, that's her downfall. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. But I mean, if seriously, the how, halfway through this movie, I'm thinking, what is this director and like, what are they going to do next? Like a, a live action remaking of the book of Job. Right. We're just suffering and people losing everything. It's just, I don't know. It's it sucks because it is a tragedy, and she suffered a lot, and she was doing it for the right reasons. But yeah. also, is this a movie I need to see and be entertained by? So let's let's talk about the ending then, because she does get beheaded. But yeah. the silver lining that we find out is that she did get pregnant. She made essentially her drunk idiot husband rape her, so mm -hmm. she could get pregnant, which mm -hmm. she did successfully. Yep. The whole the whole twist here is like if she does have a baby that who has like noble blood, that baby has the right to Scotland and England. Mm -hmm. So even though she has killed her her uh, son grows up to be a very famous king. Mm -hmm. Ooh, whatever. If yeah. you know the story, you know it. Um, so she does kind of win long-term, but yeah. it's, it's a very martyred death. She goes yeah. in willingly. But dude, when she, like they show it in the beginning, but it happens again at the end where she casts off that black dress and like red, just such a power move. She's ball, boss Mad move. Respect. She just walks in there. She's like, I'm done. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. Chop it off. I don't so need it. Cool. Let's yeah. go. Right. Yeah. It's gotta be up there on the ways of like, I honestly wouldn't mind dying yeah i don't i don't think i'd do well there i've had nightmares of getting beheaded they say your your brain goes on for about four seconds yeah that's too long like you'd see the basket coming oh you you know you four seconds oh, yeah. is 1001 1002 1003 1004 usually people say the number before thousand but we're past that yeah that's like that's, you're there for a minute like if your head doesn't land in the basket you're watching everybody smile and cheer at your demise or cry yeah. no, neither good that's too long too long I think you'd be all right, though. You wouldn't feel anything. You, Well, I don't know that. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't feel your body. You'd feel this portion of you, your neck Yeah, neck I don't portion. know, man. Not good. Yeah, it's definitely up there, I think. And, I mean, it's a terrible way to die, but at least it'd be quick. Yeah. She didn't get yeah, tortured. That's true. Yeah. Would, she didn't get walloped. Dude. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, let's end on a good torture note. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Um, Do you want to plug our movie for next week? Should we do that? Uh, we should add that at the beginning. Okay. Then uh, as a reminder then, like you heard in the beginning, we're covering Beautiful Boy uh, next week. Don't know why I said that's so weird. Um, beautiful <laughs> Boy. <laughs> we'll cover Beautiful Boy. So um, if you become John Mulaney for a second. Yeah, right. Just one more reminder. It's playing at the pageant here in Chico. We realized uh, Johnny and I both wanted to see this movie, and it's the only place it's playing. 
And uh, I think we've covered most of the other mainstream movies in like the Cinemark or whatever. And fuck you, we're not covering Aquaman. We're not covering Aquaman. We have too high a standard. This is our podcast. We can watch what movies we want. I do kind of like want to just go get drunk and go see it. That could be fun. We could have a date and just go do that. See, have you, go, you haven't seen it, right? No. You go see it. I thought we agreed we weren't going to cover it. Now you're we're like, not going to cover it. I just want to go watch it. Oh, I just want to like. Just... We'll get drunk and rent it, bro. Okay, I'm fair. not sitting for three hours in the fucking movie theater. It's like two and a half. That's too fucking <laughs> long. Previews. Yeah. All this no. is a beautiful boy playing at the pageant uh, Tuesday and Wednesday this week uh, from or at four o'clock and at seven o'clock. It's also playing four p.m. on Thursday. Um, the date for that would be the eighth, the ninth, and the tenth yep. of January. So if you listen to this in the next couple of days and you want to go see that movie and watch along with us, yeah, it might be there in the corner drinking beer. Exactly. Yeah. Who is that chubby man in the? Yeah, corner? honestly, I, I'll probably see it. Um, I'm thinking tomorrow. Um, I'm not gonna say when I'm gonna go see it. Sure. So if you want to see it with me, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at. Uh, Max Minority Music, or I also get the uh, emails and the Twitter for our podcast. So yep. get at me wherever you like. Don't get at me because I like going to movies alone. Deal. And that's just how it is. That said, Johnny does run the Instagram. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at Fresh Hop Cinema and he posts fun things like old retro, super cool looking movie posters. Artistic renderings and a lot of foreign yeah. movie posters. Yeah. I found a really cool one from, I think, Norway of Call Me By Your Name that I want to show you. Did you say Norway of Call Me By Your Name? Like a Norway yeah. post, like yeah. a Norwegian post? Like a lot of the ones I've been posting are from foreign countries. They're really cool. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah. Uh, so follow them for that reason. It's a lot of fun. Um, Lit content, bro. I sometimes post like polls on Twitter. I recently did a poll of uh, what the best superhero movie of this year was, and it was like Infinity War or Black Panther or Spider-Man. Um, obviously, I didn't include any DC movies because those ones sucked. This None year. of those were good. Uh, also, Spider Man was it. So if you don't think that, I think you're wrong. But I'd love to hear why you think I'm wrong. Yeah. So that's yep. that's what Twitter is in All a nutshell right. for us. Well, before we wrap this up, uh, thanks Nick Land for just being you. Yep, got a great email. That was good. Did you respond to that? You're killing it, man. I just wanted to end it with a thank you. Well, I want to say thank you also. Well, all right. Thank you. Yeah, Nick. Thank you, Nick. For being uh, you. Next week, Monday, 5 a.m., we'll have a new episode. Please, if you have a chance, give us a rating on iTunes or a review. Unless you don't like the show, please don't rate us if you think we suck. No, give us five stars, but just say bad things in the comments. Oh, That's this fine. again. Yeah. Oh, this wasn't you, actually. I'm so sorry. I pointed at you like, you gave me this idea. I didn't do Last shout out of the episode, Kyle Williams. He said there was a podcast he listened to that encouraged its listeners to give them five-star reviews, but then write uh, the funniest or meanest things they could in the comments and if anybody wants to write something funny that might be mean about us, uh, I'm all up for it. We'll read it on the show. I'm not. I'm fragile. Make it about Johnny. This is Fresh Hop Cinema. That's Johnny Summers. That's Max Minardi. And we are out. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.